When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Presented by Neutral. I'm Anthony Tochi. Yeah, joined as always by this guy, Senor Serpientes himself, Sean the Paz. Yeah, I am. Sean, we got a big week this week. I would say a, a huge week. A, the a, a massive week. The biggest of weeks. The hugest. The bigly. The girthiest. The bigly week. The girthiest of weeks because Dion, Coach Prime Sanders himself. Is going to be in Tempe along with the Colorado Buffs to be taking on Kenny Dillingham and Arizona State. We are going to obviously get into that matchup all week long today. We've got some clips from Dion Coach Prime Sanders' press conference talking about ASU and Kenny. We'll get to that at a certain point. We've also got some clips of Kenny at his press conference talking about Shador Sanders and Coach Prime. Um, some interesting stories kind of along the way with the way that these two coaches uh, have crossed paths mm. and then obviously leading up to a, a just a giant game. I think for really both of these programs, Coach Prime and the Buffs, you look at the way that they've played the last two weeks, obviously it feels a little bit different than all the hype and love that they were getting at the start yeah. of the season. Uh, so obviously they are looking for a, a big win over Arizona State. And on the flip side of that coin, for, for Dilly and the boys, right, it would be massive to go out there and really steer the ship and get a massive win over a program in Colorado that has so many national eyes on it. Yeah. It would be absolutely wild. Uh, JJ in the chat, John Rothstein, in Tempe for hoops practice. Just dropping that in. Yeah, he yeah. tweeted that he was uh, I mean, he did his, today. He did his Rothstein 45 or started it, and he had, yeah. he had ASU at 44, I believe. Um, so I don't know. See uh, what, what Rothstein thinks about things you love to see. So we'll get into the, all that. We've got our Pac-12 power rankings as well that we're going to get to. But before all that, Sean, how was your weekend, man? I mean, my weekend. Oh, it's, I was like, what are you talking about? It's well, yeah, but I didn't. Yeah, I wasn't here, here yesterday. So. I don't even remember what I did over the weekend. Uh, ASU lost. The Bills kicked the Dolphins' ass. So that was fun. Um, yeah, that was something. U of A did not pull off the upset. So that was also fun. Uh, um, D-backs sucked this weekend, but they clinched, so that was kind of fun. You got a big uh, game today. I, the biggest. The girthiest of the, games. The hugest. <laughs> <laughs> Things you love. Yeah, Just, we do. How was your weekend? Uh, it was good. I moved. If it's officially done, done? with, oh, the move is done. Sounds nice. So I can't use that as an excuse anymore for things. Hopefully um, none of us have any big moves coming up. Yeah, well, guess we'll find out, won't we? <laughs> uh, but yeah, that happened. It was my brother's 21st birthday yesterday, yeah, so baby. shout out shout out, Nick. Uh, he's 21, and we made sure to get him good and drunk yesterday. And As you should. He was, I got a call from my mom this morning telling him that my, telling me that my little brother was on the couch throwing up all night long. Like mm. He had this big old Finally can hangover. partake in the OGs and the four-peaks. Yeah. Oh, and all the betting as well. True. So it's you, the moment that hit midnight, he got all the codes. Now he could finally got the all the codes, man. It was something. Let's go ahead and get into this matchup, though, between Dilly and, and Prime. Because this is obviously the first time that these two are on the opposite side of each other as head coaches. Um, Kenny was obviously with Oregon last year as the OC. Uh, and, and I believe, I, I might be wrong here, Florida State, a couple years ago, did they lose to, was it Jackson State that they lost to? Or was it a, a different school that they had lost to? I don't remember. I don't think that either one of these guys uh, have coached against one another, except maybe that one time. Um but in reality, I think there are going to be a lot of eyes on this game. And we already kind of talked about just how important it is going to be for, for both of these squads to come out on top. Obviously for Arizona State and for, for me, there's a lot on the line here. Simply because since these coaching hires were made, uh, I've been a little boisterous a little about bit. my thoughts Maybe on, on Coach Prime and then obviously Dilly as well. So... It's going to be fun. It's going to be interesting. I think you are going to see fireworks um, 
when we hit that game on Saturday just because of both these offenses. I don't yeah. think, you know, the, the, the CU defense isn't great by any means. Um, not at all. But on the flip side of that coin for ASU, it's been kind of hiccups on offense yeah. as well. So what are your just early expectations of this game? Uh, it's going to be... Hmm. It's going to be really interesting just because it's like it's it's just kind of one of those games where the the matchups kind of make it like what's going to give, right? It's a maybe not a great offense versus not a great defense and a, a pretty electric offense versus a pretty solid defense from as far as Colorado's offense is concerned and ASU's defense. Um I don't know. I I I expect this to be kind of just like a a weird gross game for some reason like a gross I, game yeah i just feel like that this defense is gonna make shador a little uncomfortable and we've seen what happens when he's uncomfortable um obviously not quite sure if travis hunter's gonna be back and i think that's gonna make a pretty big difference as far as how i think this is gonna game how this game is gonna go um yeah it doesn't sound like he's gonna go to be no, honest he's not. Okay, now so prime said he's about two three weeks away still oh wow so uh yeah i mean that's that's a big loss for them obviously uh that they're still dealing with um I mean, I just expect them to be better than they were last week. Like, I think this is, uh, you know, I think one of the things that we were most excited about last week is that they were going to hopefully finally have some consistency, you know, yeah. have a quarter, have the same starting quarterback in back-to-back weeks, kind of have some of the like guys like Jalen back and healthy. Um, so, like, I, I'm just, as far as the offense is concerned, just looking for another step forward, um, especially against a defense that, we, like we said, is not that great. Um, yeah. And then defensively, just keep doing what they've been doing, to be quite honest. Like, just it's uh, you've seen defenses give this offense trouble. Obviously, this is not as talented as Oregon's defense, but that defense held what I think is a, is a, is a good Colorado offense to six points. Um, so I, I if they can if they can find ways to you know make them uncomfortable again, uh, I think ASU is a, is a pretty solid shot. Yeah, I mean, look, this is a game. I believe the opening line was six and a half. It's somewhere between four Which, and a half and six and a half. I get that it's here, but. I'm still just not over the Cal line. Like, it doesn't... The 13 and a half? It's still, it really it, doesn't make sense. It didn't make sense. It doesn't make sense now. Like, obviously, they lost the game, which is like... By three. By, but by three, not by two possessions. And now yeah. Colorado is, I would say, a significantly better team than Cal. And again, I know it's it's at or Mountain America Stadium this time, but I don't know. Yeah, no, it doesn't make a whole lot... At least the Cal line didn't make a whole lot of sense. Mm-hmm. We talked a lot about that. This line, I can see the four and a half. I can see the six and a half because... You look at the way that ASU, again, offensively played against uh, USC a few weeks ago. Looked yeah. really, really strong. And then you look at the way Trenton Borgay played last week, and he played, I felt, like a pretty solid game all around. And then on the flip side, Dion and, and CU, they clawed their way back into that USC game, but they did get boat raced against Oregon. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I look, I, I don't think there's any doubt that CU should be the favorite in this game. Yeah, no. Um, but... I, I think that this is another opportunity for ASU to win. I would say this game and the Arizona game are the only games at this point that, from my perspective, you're like, okay, Arizona State has, you know, they're not going to be wild underdogs in oh, these yeah. two games. Yeah. Because I just don't think that these other two teams have shown enough to, to warrant that yet, no. at least in my personal opinion. No, yeah. So, I mean, specifically Colorado, it's just, I think Colorado is similar to ASU in the sense that, like, I, you, you don't really know what they are quite. Yeah, like obviously, I think everyone thought that Colorado was like a this great team off rip after they beat two not great teams, and yeah. they started playing some great teams, and they looked awful, and now they don't have a number anymore. Like, I I don't really know what they are, and I think obviously I've been we've all been banging the drum that ASU is just better than what they've been so far this year. So, um, yeah, I, it's I don't know. This is just a really interesting game. Like when you put it when you put aside all of the outside stuff that comes with playing Colorado. Um, it is just like a really interesting game because I think these are two teams that have a lot to prove. Um, yeah. And I, but I don't know if there's really an opportunity to do that. Like, I don't know. I don't know. As far as ASU is concerned, like, I don't think they have anything to lose because everyone's going to be looking for Colorado and expecting Colorado to win and all that. Um, but that's kind of been a, the situation ASU's been in for like three weeks now. I mean, I think it, the, the way that this game gets kind of tossed around in a negative light for Arizona State is if you get blown out. Yeah, of um, course. You, you can't afford to get blown out. I don't think at any point um, in that Colorado game and then the U of A game, like you just don't have the breathing room for that, right? I mm-hmm. think there are a lot of issues of, you know, people staying healthy or, you know, the quarterback situation or all that type of stuff. So you really, at the end of the day, you need to keep this competitive the way that you kept USC competitive. 
Um, and I think this is a little bit more so than that USC game or a lot more so than that USC game is a game. If you keep competitive all the way in the end, you're at home yeah. similar to again, USC, when you have that crowd, cause I do imagine you will have a crowd in Tempe for this game, whether they're CU fans or ASU fans, like it is going to be another big environment for this team to hopefully show up and take down a team that does have a lot of national eyes yeah. on it. So it's, yeah, it- gonna be fun yeah it's just gonna be interesting to see how these players like obviously everything that comes with usc like that game but like it's this is you know this is the game that comes with all the outside noise yes. and all that outside attention you know any if you say anything about this colorado team it's gonna be held under a microscope you give uh, them an inch they'll take a mile exactly and so like you you definitely don't want to be that player right like high point thursday or six you don't want to be that guy that, that, that comes out here and is, is saying something about dion on a public forum and then it goes honestly though we might need we might need Jalen to start stirring some shit up, get those numbers. I mean, if Jalen says some shit about Dion on the high point, like he'll go viral. Yeah, it will. It will absolutely. <laughs> I don't think go he's gonna viral. do all that because that's not how Jalen gets down. But um, no, but like really, you don't you do not want to be that team or you don't want to be that guy that 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 gives them that bulletin board material. You don't want to be uh, Jay Norvell. No. Right? Um, so I, I, it's just gonna be really interesting to see how this team throughout this week deals with all the. The attention and the, the weird questions that come with uh, um, that come with playing Dion in, in Colorado. Yeah, look, I know we've said, or me specifically, has said a lot. I've had opinions about Dion uh, and, and CU and the whole way that that situation really transpired in the offseason and everything moving forward with it. But as much as we talk about it, national media talk about it, the coaches uh, on both sides here have really been like just... I don't want to say wildly respectful, but they've shown a lot of serious mm-hmm. respect and love for each other pretty early on, obviously, in the week. Uh, Kenny had his press conference yesterday. He was asked just about really the differences between last year's CU team and then this year's CU team coached by, uh, obviously, Deion Sanders. This is what he had to say about the Buffs. Yeah, they're, uh, they're more talented, for sure. Uh, their defensive line is good. Uh, their skill positions are fast. Uh, they play really, really hard. Uh, they're fundamentally sound, but I think just watching the uh, them play, the biggest difference, uh, aside from the talent, is the effort in which they play. This team plays extremely hard. This team runs to the football on defense. This team sprints up to the football on offense with, with tempo. These wideouts sprint to block. So I think the effort that this team plays with, combined with the with the talent that they've brought in are obviously the schemes are drastically different, uh, but those are schemes are a dime a dozen. It's the culture that's being created. There is one that is we're going to play competitive. uh, We're going to finish every play and we're going to play with a passion. And you can see it on the tape. Yeah. I think that's one thing that you can't deny uh, when you watch this Colorado team is whether you like them or not, whether I like them or not, they've got swag to them. They've got energy. They've got the effort to them. Yeah. It, it, there was I remember a clip. I, it was after the Jay Norvell thing, where it was it was Dion at practice, and he had a bunch of his players gathered around him, and he's, he was doing that thing where he's like, "They done messed up and made it," and everyone was like, "Personal," and you could tell that this whole team was just like riding for Dion. And I'm like, yeah. it is like, yeah, you could say whatever you want about about the program about Dion, but the fact of the matter is, is they have definitely become like. It definitely has the feeling of a team that's been galvanized by all the outside noise, by by feeling like their leader in Dion has been unfairly attacked by a lot of people in the media. Um, and so I, yeah, those those dudes will ride for each other. I mean, you saw what happened to Travis Hunter after he yeah. had got hit by Colorado State and his quarterback came sprinting down the field uh, to, to stick up for him. Like, that's the kind of team this is. They they ride for each other. They ride for their coach. And that's that's a dangerous team. It's also maybe a team, although they have been good about this this year by and large, um, but it's also maybe a team that you can get under their skin a little bit and cause them to start acting out a little bit. Um, Let their emotions get to them. Yeah. Uh, again, I don't know that that has really happened yet this year, so I don't want to say that like... I think Morgan. I think it was the Oregon well, game. yeah. And I, they did it by not responding. Yeah, honestly. It kind of does feel that way, doesn't it? It was like the whole Dan Landing stuff happened, and, and Colorado came out, I feel like, the same way that they've come out to a lot of these games. Like, like they try and do that. Mm-hmm. They try and talk their talk. They try and stir the pot. They, they came in, try they came and stomp it on the logo. Exactly. And so that. for for Oregon to take almost a, like a military approach of like we're just not even going to acknowledge yeah. 
what you're doing and when the whistle blows for the first time that's when we'll talk we'll talk talk with our pads literally what dan lanning said and that's exactly what happened now we talk about and kenny talks about the culture that's being built at colorado i feel like we see a lot of that in kenny dillingham in arizona state Mm. because at least for me covering this year's team versus covering last year's team it felt it it feels different right last year's team obviously was really really bad (laughs) uh and and the coaching was really what got to that point it didn't feel like the players believed and they didn't have a a real tie or love for that staff whereas you get to this team and i know that the results aren't there yet yet is the the big thing there they will come they will get there but you you don't see a lack of effort you don't see a lack of desire you don't see these guys not going out there for Kenny and truly giving it their all. So I think it's unique to see both these guys first head coaching job in the power five to have already started to build that type of ride or die culture. Yeah. Although the results obviously with CU have come just a tad faster. Yeah. And I mean, I think that's ultimately again. Yeah. Obviously the results have come faster and I think, you know, ASU does not have a, a Travis Hunter on their team. So like there, there is, like I, because I, the, the point I was gonna make is that like I think a source of a lot of frustrations as far as Dion goes with with uh, ASU fans is that like these two programs, these two coaches, these like they're not that different, they're not that far apart. Um, they're a lot more similar than I think people realize, and I do think the difference is those you know is those couple of guys that you, that Colorado can get that ASU maybe can't get because yeah. their head coach is fucking Dion Sanders. Um, but like. In terms of what they're trying to accomplish, where they are as programs, like they're they're not that far apart. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, it, it is. I think part of why you see such mutual respect between these coaches, they're both trying to accomplish the same thing, and they both are doing it for like what feels like really. Uh, you can say what you want about Dion, but it does really seem like Dion really enjoys like having these kids with him and like and kind of having that family yeah. with with the, 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 these young men that he coaches. So like. You know, I I've, I had problems with how he handled the whole the the Jackson State thing and kind of some of the lies I felt like he t- told there. But I do feel like now that he's here at Colorado, he's doing it largely for the right reasons. Um, and I don't think you can doubt that at all about about, about Kenny. So um, yeah, these are these are two programs that are both tra- trying to accomplish very similar things and are in very similar places. And I think that's just another layer of why this matchup is so interesting. Oh, absolutely. I mean, a big storyline for Colorado season long has been quarterback Shador Sanders, right? This yeah. is a kid that obviously coming from from Jackson State with his dad, and there were all eyes really from day one, that opening press conference mm. when he pointed over to his his son talking to to all the media and all the fans and all the 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 boosters there, right? Of like, your quarterback's right there. Mm-hmm. That's your starting quarterback. And then from that moment on, really all eyes have been on Shador and he's lived up to the hype, I yeah, feel like. Yeah. Just given the fact that he, obviously in the in the Pac-12, it is a quarterback conference really from top to bottom. Caleb Williams, Bo Nix, Michael Penix Jr. Those yeah. three alone feel like they're the three front runners for the Heisman Trophy. And then you got guys like Cam Ward and DJ Uyunglele. Dante Moore is having himself uh, a decent start to the season. We've seen Trenton Borgay from time to time. Obviously, last week threw for what another three hundred something yards, mm-hmm. kind of out of nowhere. Like there are quarterbacks in this conference at the top that are studs and there are guys even in the middle that can really go out there, surprise people and even win games. Shador, I feel like has been much closer to the top tier uh, all season long, which has been yeah. really, really, really impressive. Good, yeah. yeah. No, I, I mean, I, I was a fan of his that like just watching film of his from Jackson state. Yeah. I know Shane was very low on Shador, but I mean the reason for the re- like it was a massive question. I, that's why both of us, I think had such different opinions on him is like, the question was, is how was he going to perform against significantly better opponents, better defenses in the Pac-12? And yeah. obviously, you know, he, he's had a, a stinker. He had a stinker against Colorado uh, or against Oregon. But, um, like, he's clearly, like, a very good quarterback. Um, he, he's a very, a, a very talented football player um, and appears to be a great leader, too. Like, yeah. uh, it... it Again, it's very much a program where it seems like everyone kind of rides for each other. Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, and so, uh, yeah, I, I'm a big fan of Shador at the quarterback, the football player. I mean, the person. Like, yeah, I don't. People shit on Shador all the time, but like, I don't have any reason to believe that he's a bad guy. Um, so, like, um, yeah, I, I he is. 
a lot of what you want in a quarterback, quite honestly. And he's also Dion's son, so there's a lot that comes with that. Yeah, I mean, Dilly was given, like we said, a lot of love to Coach Prime and the Buffs, and here he is giving a lot of li- love to Shador as well. Yeah, so I actually recruited him at high school when I was at Auburn. So I got to you know meet with him on the whiteboard, and he was phenomenal, super super smart as a 16, 17-year-old. I mean, he's just getting up there having fluent conversations. Uh, so I was super impressed. He went out on the field in an unbelievable throwing session uh, out in the indoor uh, when we were in or a camp session. So it was un- unbelievable. So seeing him put it together here in college, it doesn't it doesn't shock me. He's a older version of what that 17 year old was, which is cerebral, smart, uh, has great poise about himself. So I think that's one of his greatest skills. Uh, when you watch him back there, similar to Caleb, is he's always poised. He's very hard to get uncomfortable. He's always comfortable. And even if you hit him, he gets up and he, the next place, the next play. He, you can't get, he doesn't get rattled very easily, I would say. He's just very poised, very confident. Uh, can make every throw, extends plays. So, I mean, he's a really, 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 really good football Really, 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 really good football player. Yeah, the, the poise is one of the things that really sticks out about his game. And again, I think there's a lot of negative ways to look at him being the son of Deion Sanders. But like, reality is, is that being the son of Deion Sanders, especially when the path that Shador and, and him and, and that family has been on um, over the last few years, like, there's a lot of noise that comes with that. And so like him ha- kind of like being poised on a football field shouldn't be that big of a surprise. Like he mm-hmm. deals with shit all the time. Um, but you saw it against Colorado state, right? He had that 90 some yard drive to, I think send them to overtime or something like that. Like he, or, I think it was Colorado state. He's like, but he's put together big drives and it's shown that like he has a lot of poise, um, which again, I think is unfairly a lot of people might not associate with them just because of who he is and all that stuff. Um, but uh, I, Shador is, is good. He, he's incredibly talented, incredibly athletic, obviously. And then, yeah, just like mentally in between the ears is also a really good quarterback. And I think that gets lost a little bit. I do want to get to Glenn's comment because I think it's interesting. She says Shador, a little cocky though, definitely earned it. I mean, who says they're not coming out to the draft because they want to be number one pick, not two behind Caleb Williams. What do you think about that? I mean, I don't see a world in which Shador passes Caleb Williams. But, like, I, But do you... What do you oh, think? Of, like they're not going to the draft of, because of Shador they want it. specifically not um, entering the draft for that reason. Yeah, um, I, I mean, I could, I could see that maybe being something the Sanders do, but like, also, I, I feel like that's just it feels so dramatic. Yeah, I don't know. I just it feels like a kind of thing where like, like Dion and Shador, like they just want to keep kind of building what they're doing at Colorado. Like they like kind of having that nomination and then Shador will go to the NFL when he's ready. But I mean, like, look, Dion clearly loves his fucking kids and also has been yeah. to the NFL. Um, it'd been great in the NFL in case you didn't know. Um, so no. he knows like what it takes and all of that stuff. So I, I'm like, he's not going to push his kid to be a pro before he's ready um, or before he thinks he's ready. So I don't know. Um, but I, it just seems unnecessary yeah, to me. Yeah, I think if he was ready to go to the draft, he would. And also, like, I would argue, I get all, everything that comes with being the number one overall pick and all that stuff, but, like, you're the number two pick. You get to be on a better team. Yeah. So, well, in theory. In theory, yeah, of course. Um, but that's obviously the whole thing. And also, there's all this talk about Caleb not going number one, about refusing to go number one. So... Uh, and I'm sure the Shadors don't want, Shador doesn't want to be like the number one pick just because Caleb didn't yeah. be the number one pick. But but still, I, I don't know. I don't think they're getting into that big of like a conspiracy that they're, they're maybe I'm wrong. Maybe they're really into the brand that much that they're they're playing games like that. But I don't That'd think be so crazy. That's an awfully big risk to take. You're playing with a bag. You're playing with a bag there. Look, and, and you're playing with a future as well. So that's what Kenny had to say about Dion and Shador. We'll get to what Coach Prime had to say about Kenny and ASU here in a second. But first, I want to tell you guys a little bit about DraftKings. Sean, I told you yesterday, my little brother's 21st birthday, mm-hmm. the moment it hit like 12.01, I made sure to send him the my DraftKings referral code. Nah. I had to get on it before any of, of my friends or family members got to it because I, you know, I could use that bonus money as well. But my brother, he signed up, placed his money line bet, and he did it on the Seahawks, and they won. Ooh, so it, it's, he won. His very first first thing was free money because oh, it wasn't even a game last night. Oh, the Seahawks, night, dude. though, dude. 
Wasn't even a game last night. Myers had a chance to hit a 50-yard field goal. Oh, shit, I beat you in fantasy football. Yeah, because Myers missed a 50-yard field goal that would have given me the win. If he hits that field goal, I beat you. I forgot about Um, that. That's awesome. It was very devastating, but I'm glad your brother made money on it at least. No, absolutely. Guys, the NFL season is going strong, and DraftKings Sportsbook is hooking up new customers like my brother or anybody that you know that hasn't signed up with an offer that's even stronger. Bet five bucks on any game this week to score $200 instantly in bonus bets literally throw five dollars on whatever you want maybe you want to do it on the d-backs maybe you want to throw five dollars on the commanders or the bears which would be crazy to throw money on the bears i feel like i feel like you got to just fade the bears at any point this season just because of how bad they are they're they're caleb williams you are a chicago bear yeah guys DraftKings isn't stopping there all customers can take advantage of an even sweeter offer every game day this october get in on the game day greatness, download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use that code PHNX. New customers can score $200 instantly in bonus bets when you bet five on the NFL. That's code PHNX on the DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. The crown is yours. Sean, do you have a DraftKings Sportsbook pick of the week? Say Arizona Diamondbacks money line. He said it, he said it with such just... Brandon Potts a fucking savage. It's happening. Arizona it's Diamondbacks. Happening. They yeah, are. Fuck the, fuck the Brewers. They are. A wagon. They are a wagon. They're a motherfucking wagon. And they're going to win today. That is the DraftKings Sportsbook pick of the week, guys. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino Resort. <sighs> Licensed partner, Golden Nugget, Lake Charles, 21 plus age. It varies by jurisdiction. Jur- whoa, jur- wow. Jurisdiction. Yeah, there you go. Couldn't say the word. Mm-hmm. Void in Ontario. Bonus Ontario. bets expire 168 hours after insurance. Issuance, see sportsbook.draftkings.com slash football terms for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. What is 160? That seems really random. Is that like a week or something like that? Sure. I don't know. Maybe. Like 168 hours just seems incredibly random. Um, It might be a week. It probably is. Somewhere. No, because 48 hours is two days. So 96 hours is four days. I don't know. It might be. I don't know. Right, that sounds about right. I'm bad about. Yeah, that sounds about a week. Yeah. yeah, that's about a week. It sounds about all right. We can, <laughs> we can pull out a calculator, but that seems like a lot of work. I'm a, I'm a photographer. Don't be looking over yeah, here. Yeah, we, <laughs> we I, I I always love bringing this up. The one math course I had to take in my undergrad was was called was titled Statistics for Liberal Arts Majors. What does it um, even mean? It means that it was for liberal arts majors, which, in other words, people who will never need math, which means every single test was open book. Uh, I love that. It was a complete joke, and it was awesome. I still managed to fail an exam at one point, but that's neither here (laughs) nor there. What is here is that your brother is 21 years old, which means he can finally discover what his favorite Four Peaks beer is, which means you got to take him to the Four Peaks 8th Street pub, get him a flight, let him try. The people there, I think they usually let you sample beers a little bit, too. Um, So you can figure out what his is. In the meantime, what is your favorite Four Four Peaks beer? Peach Ale. Is it? Hands down. Is that, has it been like peach ale consistently since we launched a party? Yeah, it was or? wow, and then I had a peach ale, and peach ale is just it. I'm I'm a big like IPA guy, mm. and it, it almost hits that IPA level mm. of just like the 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 juiciness with yeah, the flavor, yeah, with the beer. So it's just so it's so good. Yeah, the the peach is good. I'm always gonna be a wow guy, but you know sometimes I do have to get into that that IPA life. No, yeah, but I wow, do. I mean wow was next level too. Yeah, crazy so. kilt lifter, all of it. It's all amazing, and you can get it all at the Fort Peaks Eighth Street Pub. It's amazing. It's also pumpkin porter season, so you can get pumpkin porter. Hopefully, you can get pumpkin porter cheesecake, French onion soup, all of it. Yeah, great food over there. Uh, if you haven't been there yet, get there now. You can visit fourpeaks.com slash locator to find all your favorite brewery tours and events. Steinholding, Oktoberfest, Haunted Brewery Tours, all right around the corner. Check out at Four Peaks Brew or at Four Peaks Pub to keep up with the latest at Arizona's hometown brewery. You must be 21 or older, like Tochi's brother, to drink Four Peaks. And please drink responsibly. Is that the new thing? Is that the new thing? We're just talking to my brother the entire show. There we go. All right. Well, let's see what Dion had to say about ASU and then obviously Kenny Dillingham. I was interested to see how Dion has taken this. I haven't really seen Dion be the first to throw a shot at any of these other coaches. So I didn't necessarily expect it, especially after being at Kenny's press conference yesterday. But there was some interesting whole stuff with with what Dion had to say. I didn't realize how deep their relationship 
had, had really gone. But this is what Dion had to say about his relationship and history with uh, Coach Tilly. Got great history. Um, I don't know if he wants me to tell this story, but I was assembling uh, a staff once upon a time. I'm not going to tell you who, for what, but he was a part of it. And we communicated quite a bit. And I was happy with every step that he's taken because I know he's that guy. I know he's been more than capable. So when I saw him get this opportunity, I was ecstatic. You know, then we saw him at the, I think, the, saw one another at the Pac-12 meetings. And that was like, yeah, that embrace was, was, was awesome to me because I know his climb and I know what kind of man he is. And uh, he is great for that program. He's great for college football. He is a tremendous mind uh, offensively, tr- tremendous mind, but he's a, he's going to be a great head coach, man. So I have the utmost respect and love and admiration for him because we were going to work together at one point. He took the high road, man. Yeah, you know how many ASU fans are probably sick hearing that? They're just like, I, I want to hate this motherfucker so bad. They can't. He didn't give him a reason to. Listen, I love Dion. I'm sorry. Like, I like him. I mean, I, I said out there, like, it's funny because I'm a person that has an opinion on everything, but people have been so, like, polarizing on this that I'm just kind of like, I, I, like, why do you give a shit so much about what that guy is doing at that other school? Like, uh, uh, like, it's just relax. I, I don't know. But I, like... He's a good dude. He's a good dude. There's a reason why players like playing for him, right? Like, because the thing is, is like everyone's like, oh, it's Deion Sanders. He's just a cool guy. Like, sure, but that's not going to last forever. Like, guys aren't going to want to keep coming there and staying there if he's just like a shit person or like not actually a good football coach. He's pretty good at his job. He seems like a good person. He's just also Deion Sanders. So you can still hate him if you want, right? Like, like Donald said, I still hate him. That's fine. That's what that's how football fans work, but. Um, what do you think it was? Do you think it was for for Dilly to go be at CU? I don't know. I don't. I I can't imagine because in what world would he leave? Like take a lateral move to a worse program to Oregon? Yeah. So then what are we, like then where are we talking about? I mean, someone brought up. I, I think there was a chance he might have been negotiating for some other jobs at a point. Dilly or Dion? Dion. Someone mentioned the Florida State thing. I don't know what that was ever, but like, or Dion to ASU maybe and. But again, why would he make? Why I don't, I didn't see, I don't see a world in which this was recent. Just because I don't see a world in which he's making a, a I would not even a lateral move, lateral move in terms of position, but to a lesser program. Yeah, uh, I would, I feel like it has it had to have been earlier on in in his career. But um, fucking, I know. Who knew? I think it's so interesting to hear these coaches talk about one another because you never know the relationships yeah. that they really have with each other. So to hear the fact that they almost worked together was pretty. Pretty crazy, to be honest with you. And I think that staff, I mean, we talked about it while the bite was playing. Like, that staff would be just so uniquely. Like, can you imagine those press conferences? You go to Dion, then immediately after you get Kenny? Yeah, I mean, that's just a crazy, just crazy energy. Like, crazy just guy. Like, just vibes guys there in very different ways. Like, that's just a, you're not going to, you're not leaving that. Like, that's got to be like a local news reporter's wet dream dog. (laughs) Like you're never lo- you're never leaving without clips or quotes. Oh no, by no means. Are you kidding? I would love to just get those two in like a room and just like have them on the whiteboard yeah, dissecting get, get football. Don- get Donnie somewhere in there as like an analyst, just so you can have him around for the vibes. Donnie, Does, he yeah, he doesn't need to coach. Can't have him actually having any input. Just there to like eat his salted watermelon and say random shit. Because I think you I think you people forget. Like we were all on. Uh, on the train, like at the beginning of the season, the Donnie all, train, yeah, because yeah, he like, gave he was, us one really good yeah, quote, and he was funny as hell. And like we we're like, yeah, hell yeah, let's do it. If he's just there for the vibes, it's kind of like Marv. Like you don't gotta actually do anything; just be there. Kind of like Marv he's just for the vibes. He's just walking around. We he's don't really know what he does. Like, oh shit, I forgot he's still here. Like, hey, Marv and Lewis <laughs> is still here. When'd you get here, Marv? What have you been doing for the like last a decade? Ago. <laughs> what have you been doing for a while, huh? That's crazy that he just wanders the. Right. ASU practice. He does just wander the ASU practice facilities. Yeah. Clay in the chat. Prime wanted Dilly instead of Sean Lewis. That would be interesting. But like you said, Sean, I don't think necessarily that like Dilly to, to see you was ever a thing. I'll be I'll be curious if I'm able to make it a practice. I'll ask him and see if he'll fill us in on on that specific spot. I doubt I doubt he'll give us an answer. Yeah. Uh, it'll be we got a game. We got a game. Yeah, this we were all about to take over the coaching staff at Alabama. Saban was thinking about leaving for Texas, and we were going to get that job. Mm. Okay. Like that could you but like could you imagine if some crazy shit like that that just threw like he just college? dropped it like because like if, if it comes out that Dion was like almost taking a job at an SEC school especially if it was Auburn who kind of fucking sucks yeah like 
That would There's be crazy. There's going to be some Auburn people who are not thrilled to hear that news. So yeah. I, I do wonder. Oh, my goodness. Well, look, we, we heard, obviously, what, what Dion had to say uh, about Dilly, but what about ASU and the program in general? This is what Coach Prime said about ASU. I mean, they play tough. They don't give up. It ain't no quit in them, of course. I mean, that's who, who he is. Um, they're, they're like us, they're, they're building something that's going to be tremendous. You just got to keep watching the story and see how it unfolds. But uh, you can't take a team like that lightly whatsoever, negate the records, negate all that nonsense, and understand this team is building something, and they're going to be phenomenal. I, b- I believe in Coach Dillingham tremendously. Look, man, this is not the first coach to to really give a lot of love and praise to this ASU coaching staff and Dilly for for what they're building here at ASU. And I know it has been a long season already in just the first handful of weeks, right? Because those results aren't necessarily showing up uh, in terms of wins. If you look across the board, you could find little things here and there. And I think the coaching staff, if you listen to them talk, it's kind of the same, right? They obviously want the results. They want those doves. They don't want to go on Saturday and see growth just for an L. Like nobody wants that. But... It is taking those baby steps, and I think it's been tough, at least from an outside perspective, comparing what Kenny's done because of the success that Dion is having at CU. It's been tough to be like, oh, this is a rebuild. It's going to take time. Yeah. When you have on the, you know, a state away, you've got, well, look, we're in a rebuild and we're three and two. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's been yeah. a little bit of a tough up, upward battle, I guess, for, for ASU and Dilly, but... I think you and I are still on the same page that Dilly was the right guy for this job. Yeah, yeah. I I don't have any doubts about that. I just, I don't see a world with, again, maybe the exception of Dion because he's naturally bringing Shador and Travis Hunter with him, presumably. Like, hard to see a world in which anybody is having any kind of success right now um, or more success than Kenny is having. Um, so, I, yeah, I, I, again, it's been four games. Like, if you're judging how Kenny is going to be, or even how Colorado is going to be off of four games. Like I, I think that's a mistake. <laughs> it's not a big enough sample size. Um, and it's obviously worse, but again, like Saban and Alabama weren't good. Yeah. Year one, like it, it programs take time. So you know, what's crazy is that so. this is the sixth game. This is, we are after, oh, after, yeah, right. a, well, after Saturday, we are halfway through the season. Yeah. Halfway through year one of Kenny Dillingham in, you know, Hopefully next year you start to yield those the results of the culture shift yeah, of those transfers exactly. of the recruiting that's taking place of that type of stuff. Yeah, and also like the guy that they started the season with uh, got hurt. Got hurt, and he's pretty good. Yeah. So you never know what this team and this program are going to look like. Obviously next year or really down the line, it is something to follow. At least in my personal opinion, I think the results will eventually come, but. It would start. It would help that upward trajectory. It would put this team uh, back in a really solid position. I think if you were able to get your second one of the season, taking down a team uh, like Coach Prime's Buffs. I do want to get to our Pac-12 Power Rankings. Before we do that, I want to tell you about our friends over at Burrito Express. We have this lovely tradition at PHNX Sun Devils. Every single road game, and there's only four this season for ASU. So this last one against Cal, we had to take. Uh, advantage of the opportunity we stop at burrito express we get our lovely lovely burritos and we come back and we eat them here we watch the game and it's just it sets the tone sets the tone for the day it does uh for burrito express i had a steak and egg and i added bacon and i had it yesterday too i'm gonna be honest with you it was just that damn good Burrito Express is just bomb, dude. I'm, I'm not shaking my head because I think Burrito Express isn't bomb. I'm shaking my head because I wasn't offered any Burrito Express. I didn't come to the office yesterday, you man. You could have. Just to deliver you a burrito? Now that would have been serious friendship right there. Would have been. That would have been. I'm sorry. Sean, been. if it makes you feel better, I didn't get one on set. On That's Saturday. true. That is true. And I didn't you know, know. You I didn't know, know. Who did text Danielle before to ask if she wanted something? Me. And what did Danielle say? That she had already left the coffee shop, so she didn't want coffee. But Sean texted me as I was coffee in hand, <laughs> opening the door, literally as I was co- as I was leaving the coffee shop. If I wanted any coffee, but at least That's I crazy. asked. That's crazy. crazy. That's crazy, man. Well, I'll be sure to ask next time. Yeah, damn sure you will. Guys, grab a burrito from Burrito Express. I got locations all over the valley, and follow them on social at Burrito Exp. And it, depending on what Burrito Express location you go to, you could get gas at the same time because, as we found out last week. Uh, from Danielle, there's a Circle K Burrito Express combo. Uh, where, where is it again? Baseline and, and Higley? 
that what you said? Uh, Higley in the freeway. Higley, okay, and yeah. the 60. So, like, come on now. And even if you're going to one of the other Great Brewery Express locations, you're going to have to stop at Circle K, get yourself a Polar Pop. True. Maybe a coffee if you're getting yourself a breakfast burrito to kind of get your day started. You know, Burrito Express got the burrito. Circle K's got everything else. Circle K, America's Thirst Shop, got the best gas in the country. And it's even better when you get 25%, 25 cents off per gallon uh, because if you join their new free Inner Circle Club, which you can do just by joining the app, you get 25%. Jeez, I would keep saying 25 cents. It's all good, man. It's 25 good. cents off per gallon for your first five fill-ups. You also get your, your six... Uh, selection of a variety of things for free you know pizza coffee uh hot food things all that, all that kind of stuff uh so make sure you join the inner circle today by downloading the circle k app terms and conditions apply at participating locations visit circlek.com for details look we, we've already played the clips of dion talking about asu uh, and vice versa dilly talking about prime uh in, in cu so definitely uh, if you're listening on audio if you're watching live go back take a look at those clips they're definitely worth looking at on social as well. There's a couple posted there. Uh, but I do want to get to our Pac-12 power rankings. Sean, without further ado, what do you got happening in the Pac-12 this week, man? Not a whole lot, because I was right last week. <laughs> who said Utah, or who said Oregon State and Wazoo were better than Utah? Oh, yeah. This guy. Yeah, who said did. Oregon was the best team in the conference? This guy. And who still has Oregon as the best team in the conference? This guy. <laughs> um, listen, I just think, I mean, you saw Washington struggle against a U of A team that's just not that good, playing with their backup quarterback. Um, and so I obviously still think they're a great team and we've seen USC struggle too, but Oregon has just been rolling dominant. Um, I think they're clearly the best team in the conference right now, followed by Washington and USC. I think those three are still clearly in the top three wazoo and Oregon state after that. I still love Oregon state, but obviously wazoo, uh, beat Oregon state, not this past weekend, but the weekend before, um, in one hell of a, of a pac 12 game. So. I got to keep Wazoo above Oregon, Oregon State, uh, especially because Wazoo was off last week, right? So they didn't. Yeah. Uh, nothing I could really do to move them there. Utah, I keep at six because that's where I had them last week because they're clearly worse than Oregon State. Um, still don't have Cam Rising, right? So they're uh, still a question mark there, but which is why I'm not dropping them any lower. But Oregon State's a better team than they are. Utah. And then this is, I think, this is where the, the conference dies. Maybe at Utah, depending <laughs> on what they, they look like uh, with Cam Rising, but. After this, these are the teams that I don't think are going to, like, are outside of the, the Pac-12 championship picture. Uh, Colorado, UCLA. I did move Arizona up despite a loss and Cal down despite a win uh, because Arizona competed against Washington. I think they, they played Noah Fafita. Uh, if I'm Tommy Lloyd, or, geez, wow. Tommy Lloyd. Oh, my God. If you're God. Tommy Lloyd, what? If I'm Tommy Lloyd, I'm not doing anything with this football team. <laughs> I'm the basketball coach. Uh, if I'm Jed Fish... I am sticking with Noah Fafita, and I think that makes them a better football team and, and puts that program in a better position to succeed, not just this season, but next season as well. Um, so I, I, I like um, them a little bit better than a Cal team who did not look great against an Arizona State team that did not look great, which will have ASU at 11, and then Stanford's going to stay at the bottom of the conference forever. We might eventually need to get back to putting random things there because Stanford's Instead of Stanford, so bad. I loved that tradition. That was fun. That was a lot of fun. All right, let's see what I got this week for my Pac-12 power ranking. Sean, I think mine Oh, look, look, look at that. Mine look, mine look kind of similar, but oh, there is a, a few differences here. I do have Oregon as number one. Look, we said last week I had Washington at the time. Um, I think you could make a case for either one of these teams yeah. at one. Uh, I don't think that they're that far apart. And I think there is a world uh, realistically where these are your two teams in the Pac-12 championship yeah, game. Agree. They're just that good. And they both have better defenses than USC. Uh, because of that, I do have to move Washington down a spot. They did struggle a little bit with Arizona. They did end up getting the win and Michael Penix Jr. Mm -hmm. Still Michael Penix Jr., but that's why they're at two. SC stays put. I thought about potentially dropping them below Oregon State just because of the defense and just because they let Colorado yeah. kind of claw their way back. But still, Caleb Williams is Caleb Williams. It's hard uh, to, to really keep USC out of the top three. I'm with Clint. I've got Oregon State above Wazoo. This one was tough for me because Wazoo is still undefeated. And so it was tough for me. But Oregon they State beat Oregon State. Oregon State got a big win. No, they did. And you know how I feel about Oregon State. Yeah. I, I have a future out on them to win the conference. Like, I, which is why that loss to Wazoo hurt my soul so heavily um, because I just, I think they're a better team. I think there's a top three team in the conference quite possibly. Oregon State? Yeah, I think yeah. there's a world in which they are better than UFC. I would really like to see that game. 
they will be the college football playoff spoiler for, I think, one of those three agree, teams at the top. It's going to be interesting to see how the Pac-12 kind of plays out. I do have Wazoo at five. No movement. They were off last week. I do like Cam Ward and what they're doing. I think they're already having a hell of a season and a win of a season based off of kind of the offseason that's transpired. Mm-hmm. Utah drops two spots. Uh, hand up. I was wrong. They need Cam Rising back. Otherwise, <laughs> it might be a downward spiral for Utah, especially when they have to face some of these top-tier teams like an Oregon and Washington in an SC. Colorado stays put despite a loss because they did find a way to to make it close against Caleb Williams and USC. Apparently, they, I think it's just going to be the MO yeah. for, for USC football games this year. Oh, absolutely. Arizona stays put despite a loss because they were in a dogfight with Washington. They showed life. UCLA stays put because they were off this past week. Arizona State, I should have had go down to 11. Cal is at 10. Um, I might have messed up. I don't know if it was you, but yeah. Cal should be at 10. Arizona State should be at 11. Oh, I messed up again. Cal. God damn. Sorry, Donald. He specifically asked for me not to make any mistakes in the graphics this week, and I did. Cal did beat ASU. That's why they are 10. Arizona State falling to 11. They can definitely climb this week, though, with a win over Colorado. And then Stanford, you sit there at 12. Like uh, the little baby in the corner. Yeah, you, you've seen uh, uh, Shark Tales, right? Yeah. You know the thing where he pulls it down and he's like the food chain. Yeah, he's yeah, like, yeah. He's like, oh, so that's where I am. It's he's like, like no. after you get to after you get to like you get past Colorado and UCLA, that Stanford's like, oh, that's where I am. He's like, no, 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 no. There's, there's whale poop, and then there's there's, you. there's this, there's Wazoo, <laughs> UCLA, Utah. He's like, okay, so I'm there. Like, no. no, no, no. Then there's Arizona, Cal. Like, you're there. It's like, no. There's Arizona State whale poo and, and then you, you. <laughs> and there's stanford no that's exactly what it is god that's such a damn good movie it is working Shark at the tail. dude car wash that's a hot fish uh you know exactly what I'm. oh i know about. the angel she's an angel she's fish. a hot fish yeah, she's a hot fish god damn <laughs> what are we Thirsting doing over, over a cartoon it's fish Ange- i think angelina jolie plays the voice for that fish too i'm not gonna say anything else Angelfish. That's all I'm gonna say. Donald says SMH. It'll, it happens, Sean. It'll be right next week. Will it, Sean? I don't know. <laughs> Will anything be right next week? If you know, you know. And what we do know is we're gonna see all you guys on Saturday yeah. when we go to Illegal Pete's and because it's a vibe. Yeah, uh, we're gonna have DMVR people not at Illegal Pete's because we don't allow them there. Boo! Else, so they can't bother us. Maybe we'll find them and talk shit to them at some point. There are so many DMVR stickers at Illegal Pete's. <sighs> really? They're everywhere. At this, at the Tempe location? Yes. I blame RK. Literally everywhere. I, I think RK, RK did well. it. Um, so we might have to do something about that. But yeah, no, it's going to be a vibe, dude. Um, not a nice day game. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, it's going to be it's gonna be good, good times. The weather has been fucking unbelievable this last week or so. So, you know, the patio is going to be popping and uh maybe we can get spicy marks yeah hell yeah join us for a pregame meetup and then a live phnx sun devils post game show over at that tempe location a little phnx PHNX sun devils game day hangout it's gonna be a lot of fun and i have reason to regardless there's gonna be you know it's not gonna be us you're gonna see a handful of of, uh oh yeah it sounds like there's gonna be a lot of phnx folks there yeah i mean again and you'll probably you'll probably run into some dmvr folk i have Uh, absolutely down in the chat damn it i wish i could be there and riot the NPR. What a flight, bro. Hop we, have, we have a fact check here on, oh. on Shark Tales. This is Renee Zellweger. That plays the angelfish? the angelfish? Is Angelina Jolie not anywhere in that movie? She's not in the cast at all? She is. Where is she? She is. She is a lionfish. She's a lion? only interested in those who are rich and famous. Oh, so oh, well, yeah, that's was... who we're talking about. Wait, so no, I, no, no. I fucked up the fish. Yeah, no, no, no. The, the fish I was talking about was the good fish. Oh, you're uh, talking about the good fish. Yeah, I was talking about. I think so. Oh, I was talking about the gold digger fish. Maybe I, I don't. It's been a long time since I've seen that movie. Now that I think about it, it was 2004 that movie was made. Oh my god. Oh yes, 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 yes. Yeah, Jolie is the is the the gold digger fish. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. She's that's the one, the one I'm talking about. That's what I was talking yeah, about. Yeah, we're on the same one. Yeah, okay. We're talking about. I forgot we, we, that she we, wasn't the main character. She wasn't the good fish though. That's what I forgot. We need to have better taste in women. We we mixed up <laughs> we, we mixed up species <laughs> of fish over here. Yeah, yeah. We need to have better a better taste in fish. Come out to Illegal Pete's, guys. It's going to yeah. be an absolute blast. The queso is fire. The, the tacos are amazing. The drinks, cartoon fish. the drinks are gas. Come out there, guys. Illegal Pete's, your go-to spot, whether it be summer, fall, winter, 
Football season, it really doesn't matter. Legal Pete's always is that spot. Stop mm-hmm. by for happy hour, 3 p.m. through 8 p.m. every day at all 12 locations. Legal Pete's the go-to spot for burritos, buddies, and beer for 28 years. And again, I don't know if you heard, Tochi's brother is 21, which means he can finally partake in recreational marijuana. And if you're going partic- to participate in recreational marijuana in the state of Arizona, there's one way to do it, and it's with our family over at OG's <laughs> Arizona State. Number one, Arizona's number one edible, according to Phoenix New Times. Yeah, it's just a fact that it's just an uh, undeniable fact they have been chosen as Arizona's number one THC edible. Um, so I mean, I don't know. You could be one of those people who doesn't want to partake in the best because you're a contrarian. Cool for you. You can miss out if you want. All the cool kids are going to be taking OGs. You are really like if you opt to not take OGs, you're you're missing out. You're actively Preventing yourself from getting the best when it is readily. Yeah, available. I don't get it. I don't. And I, don't I know some people are gonna be like, "Oh, I don't know where to get it." Uh, go to ogsbrands.com, uh, and, and they'll be able to point you to a dispensary uh, near you to find OGs. Uh, they got something for everybody, right? Indica, sativa. They got microdose, sleepy time gummies, CBD, THC, one to one happy balance ratios. They got it all. Great flavors. It's candy, bro. It really is. With a little, you know, little something, something. Going with it. Uh, so check out our friends over at OG's Brands for yourself and try one or a few of their many delicious flavors. Check them out across all socials at OG's Brands and online at ogsbrands.com to find them to find them at a local dispensary near you. You must be 21 or older, like Tochi's brother, to enjoy responsibly. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, a couple comments in the chat. Donald, Tochi's for sure taking OG's and rewatching this movie now. Donald, I've already done that, but I'm going to do it again because that's just... It's just... Uh, OG's is just the best. They are. Really is the best. They are. It makes movie viewing experience. Jose in the chat. There's only one fish. Nemo. Nemo. That's fair, man. <laughs> Nemo. Sure. Yeah. Nemo's a dog. Jose also saying poor kid. Already getting peer pressured. First off, let me say this. My brother did have a beer last night. Who did? And we already talked about him having beers in the Four Peaks read. Uh, so we got Four Peaks and then he graduated on to the OJs. Shout out my uh, little brother for you know having a birthday, but also being the... The, what's the, what's the word? The star of our ad reads today? Yeah. So, I don't know what I would have done without him. Shout out. Well, yeah. we would have probably just read them like normal. Yeah, but then they would have been a mess. And, uh... It would have been a mess? Yeah, shout out. Shout out your brother. Oh, man. Yeah, Wannikin. It's personal. It's personal. It is personal. All week long. And we're going to be right back here, 2 p.m., every single day leading up to that game, talking ASU, Colorado. We're going to have uh, one of our good buddies, Jake, over from DNVR. He's going to be on the show, I believe, either tomorrow or Thursday. We should have some more sound from ASU players and coaches tomorrow that we're going to play for you guys. It sounds like there's going to be a high point at some point this week yeah. as well. So definitely your one-stop shop for all things Arizona State. Do us a favor. Do Bobby Hurley a favor. Leave a like. Hit that like button, man. Bobby, he's begging. He's pleading. He just, you know, he just wants a like. That's all he, he wants. And he wants to do this. This and a like. On the Princeton. If you enjoyed the content today, guys, give us a follow. Or at PHNX underscore son of us. You can follow me at Anthony underscore Tochi. You can follow this guy right here. Senor Semprientes himself at Sean underscore DePaz. Fucking cheering on the D-backs as always. Let's fucking go. We got an hour until game time. And we will see you guys Wednesday, 2 p.m., Hump day, right back here. Be there or be square. It's personal. Peace.